Well, hello, friends. We're back. It's the Rivers and Loop podcast, still unnamed. We are working on it, folks. I have an idea for a graphic, but I still have no idea for the names. Uh, but anyways, what's, what's Luke, the idea welcome. for the what's the idea for the graphic? Okay, so we have to name the podcast that has something to do with like greatest of all time, something like that. But like, of course, you in a LeBron jersey, me in a LeBron jersey. And okay. me in a Brady jersey. And it's mm. something like goat talker. I, goat talk <laughs> sounds horrible, but like, I don't know. So it, It's in the works. It's in the works. <laughs> it's in the works. We'll figure it out. Um, but welcome back. Uh, it's uh, if you've been listening to the podcast religiously or uh, even somewhat regularly, you'll know that this Friday edition is the Locks, 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 locks. Podcast. Uh, the many listeners give... of which there are many. I got to tell you. Yeah, Correct. Exactly. Correct. Correct. following is becoming a religious cult. That's Stay right. Off. Walker literally appeared on our last show, didn't even smash that RT button on the last episode. Didn't even get the, Dis- get the following up. Disgusting. But that's okay. We enjoyed having Walker on, and uh, we got winners for the people, Luke. Bad week for us last week. Uh, talk for yourself. The Lions won. It's a good week. <laughs> well, you were three and eight on the pod. <laughs> I was four and seven, so not hey, much better. You know what? I was so good the week before I had to bring back to the median. I could not I could not allow the people to think that I was that good. Okay, well the medium sits at uh twenty-four and thirty-two on the season, so Perfect. we got nowhere to go but up. Perfect. Um and you know I, I am you know what I do my best when the bar is incredibly low. That's right. That's right. Correct. Um, I am sitting at a very mediocre 29, 29 and one. So that's where we're at. Um, I gotta be honest. I'd rather be in my record than your record. You're kissing the sister. (laughs) At least I'm kissing somebody, pal. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm kissing myself. (laughs) Well, let's step back and let this man kiss himself. We got locks for you right now. Okay, Luke, one last thing before we get to the locks. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Twitter sphere this evening? Have, Adam Schefter I... has reported that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed a one-year contract with receiver Antonio Brown. You know what? I'm, ex- I'm very happy about this. Really? Yes, because there's, there are two outcomes in this situation. He either A, ruins everything the Buccaneers have going on. Great for me. Possible. Two, does great and everybody has to eat their fucking words about Antonio Brown and like he actually has like a decent redemption story. I think we forget about what a bad guy <laughs> Antonio Brown is over the last year. And I actually like, yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. Yeah, I'm a Tom fan. Like I want this to go well. Um, and they do, they can like use a guy like him. Uh, especially like Tom Brady doesn't really have that good of a relationship with Mike Evans yet as like quarterback and receiver. He likes throwing a Godwin and um, you know, that's cool and whatever, but Mike Evans has had some seriously like absent games. Uh, But Antonio Brown is like the sort of slot receiver that Tom has really 
like thrived with his whole career. And, <laughs> we uh, are going to forget about that white slot receiver so fast. Scotty Miller, we hardly knew you. Thanks for coming out, buddy. Rest in peace and peace. Rest in peace, Scotty Miller. Um, Antonio <laughs> well, Brown. We shouldn't put a grave. We shouldn't put him in a grave yet because there is a very real chance Antonio Brown will not figure it out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, my money would be and on him not. To your it out. to your earlier comment, yes, Antonio Brown, not a good guy. Ray Lewis actively played a part in somebody dying. So like, and everybody embraces him. <laughs> I don't know about actively. I know that he wouldn't snitch on his friend. Right. You I know mean, what? He, he yeah, maybe he, yeah. Scratch that comment. Karl Malone literally impregnated a teenager and he's glorified in like most of the country. Yeah, that's true. Karl Malone, bad guy. Um, but so yeah, yeah Ant- Antonio Brown, also not great, but it would be very fun for all the angry whites to have to eat their words on, uh, on, on Antonio Brown, if you were to ask me. I just I can't stop thinking about the video that he released when he got cut by the Raiders with the literal audio of John Gruden cutting him and then him just like running outside and screaming. Um and then like him on Instagram live screaming at some lady in the police and then him like threatening a reporter after a bad story came out about him and just long litany of bad things done by Antonio Brown, but um, he's really good at catching footballs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe it'll work out. I This literally could be like what drove Tom out of New England. Like, I think Tom has really, really, really wanted to play with Antonio Brown for a long time. And I don't get it, but hopefully yeah, it works <laughs> out. It's so weird. <laughs> I was going to say, like, why? <laughs> it's so weird, but he seems hell-bent on – doing this and making it work so um you know as a 2020 buccaneers football fan good luck good luck boys i mean i antonio brown not my favorite person but uh better receiver than scotty miller i would say yes and also like we did not mention the fact that like antonio brown like absolutely sexually assaulted somebody while he was at central michigan university (laughs) Look, man. Uh, yes, Antonio Brown, bad guy. I'm all over it. Um, <laughs> why don't you get us started with uh, some picks? That was your uh, Antonio Brown segment uh, for the people listening at home. Uh, he won't be making his Bucks debut this weekend. He's got to get all COVID acclimated and everything. But uh, they're saying week nine against the Saints is when he'll make his debut. But Luke, I, I proactively added him in all my fantasy leagues. And I was a little shocked to see him still there to be completely honest with you with the you know 2020 bucks fan rivers on the line here (laughs) a man's got to have a code (laughs) yeah my code is winning and my code is i'm one in five in the league that you've invited me into with your friends so holy shit man better turn it around (laughs) Uh, but antonio brown won't be part of that turnaround anyways give me uh your first pick of the weekend what do you feel most confident about where we're going first pick of the weekend is the one that i am absolutely the most confident in okay and and you want to know why tell me because i know this team inside and out okay my michigan state spartans that's right Although I love them dearly. Oh. They are historically bad at covering spreads. Like, 
unbelievably bad at covering spreads. Especially early in the season, I feel like. And especially when your team's not great. (laughs) And the fact that Michigan State is favored by 13 and a half. I I, I see 11. I got them at 13 and a half earlier today. Okay, I'll give it to you. I put my bets in at – oh, it doesn't show me the time. Oh, no, 11.54. Yeah, so that was earlier this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. I can assure you, as sure as the sun is going to rise in the east and set in the west, Michigan State is not covering 13 and a half. That's fair. That's very <laughs> fair. That's more than fair. Our um, team is not good. Our defense is not good. Our quarterback is like either Theo Day or Rocky Lombardi, either or, like not great. Um, I have very little faith in a brand new coaching staff covering 13 and a half at, on their first kick at the can. And Shiano has like historically <laughs> been very successful at Rutgers. Correct. If there's anybody who can get that program to be competent and like competitive in the big 10 East, I think Greg Shiano's the man. I have a principal play. Ooh. I have a principal play that I'm starting it out with. It's ugly. You're going to have to hold your nose the whole way. Okay. I like Syracuse plus 46 at Clemson. That's disgusting. 46 is too many points for a conference game. What do you I mean, just, man? They just beat somebody by like 70. That's 30 less than what they just did. They could lose this game 52 to 7 and cover. They could lose this game 45 to nothing and cover. 46 is an absurd number of points to be laying. It, this is a power five football team syracuse is not that bad that's not that's not a that's saying a lot 46 is too many points for me not to grab oh oh why is ohio state favored by 20 less points against nebraska than clemson is against syracuse because i think nebraska is far better than syracuse i don't think so i think syracuse is fine i think they can get me 10 points and I think we can hang in there at, like, 52-10. And plus, like, if you see a 46-point dog on the slate, just, just you know what? It's worth the money. Just ride it for the fun. We're going to be sweating it in the fourth quarter with Clemson's third string on the field, and Syracuse might have to march down to get us a touchdown to make it 53-13. to I just think this is a really bad idea because, like, Vegas setting that number that high, pal, they're daring you to take the points. They're <laughs> – Dude, they're literally saying we're giving you 46. And you think – And idiots and- are going to be like, oh, you know what, Clemson covers that those huge spreads all the time. Not this huge. Clemson covers 28s. They cover 35s. They cover 38s, whatever. I, there has to be like a very short list of times when a team has been a 46 point favorite in conference. I'm taking 46. Give me two plus 46. It's just such a bad idea. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. I would feel so not comfortable making that bet if I were you. I'm starting out with a 46 to zero lead. <laughs> Dude, Syracuse is so bad. They're not that bad. And, like, they're the level of bad where, like, they could, this could just get sucked into being, like, a boring, low-scoring game. 
Like Clemson could very much not be that interested in this game and win by fucking five touchdowns and Cuse could cover easily. That's all I'm saying. Plus 46, Syracuse, give it to me. What's your next play? Next play is me betting against a team that absolutely broke my heart last week and me betting on a team that has won me money. Okay. I'm taking Alabama minus 21 and a half against Tennessee. I like it. Tennessee, not good. Really shitty quarterback play. Alabama, very good. Very good quarterback play. Yes. There you go. Yes, I agree. Um, these Alabama spreads, like every all the other best teams in the SEC this year kind of suck. Mm-hmm. And Alabama does not suck. And these spreads are going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep, and I'm going to keep taking them. What, <laughs> what team is, what, if not Georgia, what team in the SEC is keeping it within 20 against Alabama? It would have to be like one of those weird ones for like, Mississippi State plays out of their fucking mind or yeah. like something stupid like that. You know what I mean? It's weird because that's the exact same team that came to my mind. So hmm, maybe circle that. Um, okay. I am going with the uh, bet against Kansas strategy again. It failed me last week. It was a crushing defeat. Uh, West Virginia scored a touchdown that would have given them the cover with two minutes left. Don't let and them then, get hot. <laughs> and then Puka Williams ran the ensuing kickoff back 100 yards to take the cover away with, uh, with less than two minutes to play. Um, Kansas State is good this year. Uh, they're in the top 25. They're at home. Kansas State always, always, always kicks the living shit out of Kansas. Uh, Puka Williams has now decided that uh, because he's Kansas' only competent football player, there's really no point for him playing the rest of the season. He's sitting out the rest of the year. Um, he's re- literally the only guy on Kansas who can do anything um, – I've been way too invested in Kansas football this year to know this much about them, but give me Kansas State minus 20 and a half in the Sunflower State showdown. Ooh. I don't hate that one bit. Um, <clears throat> my next one is one that's been a real, real tricky guy for me. Mm-hmm. Pal, I've been on the wrong side of Kentucky betting. Way more times than I'd like to admit. I think literally almost every week. No, every week I've betted incorrectly on on the <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats. I've done okay. great. I've done great other places. Cannot for the life of me bet on the Kentucky Wildcats correctly. Agreed. Pal, it ends here. Let's hope. I am taking the Kentucky Wildcats at home against Missouri. Oh, no, they're away from – or against Missouri. And I'm taking them to cover <clears throat> five points. Literally just need a touchdown. I don't even need a field goal made. I just need a touchdown. Best of luck, pal. I – you know what? Kentucky kicked Tennessee's teeth in last weekend. And I don't think Missouri is like – that much better than Tennessee. I don't either. So there's my logic. Okay. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, I 
have bet on Kentucky once this year and I won and um, that was enough for me, but you are hell bent on figuring this Kentucky team out one way or another. They're my bugaboo. I'm going to figure, I'm going to keep doing it until I get it right. (laughs) Okay. I like the Pitt Panthers plus nine and a half against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense sucks. They have played exactly nobody this year. Um, Pitt, honestly, not that good, but this is, Pitt has a good defense. I was going to say, Pittsburgh, like, notoriously, like, falls short. Like, I love Pat Narduzzi, Mm -hmm. a former MSU defensive coordinator. I fucking love him. Mm -hmm. He brought me so much happiness in my sporting career. But he is not a good head coach. He is an okay head coach. And you know what? Notre Dame will fuck around and lose to some okay teams damn near every year. Um, this is going to be a super low-scoring game. Both of these defenses are way better than their offenses. Um, and if you're giving me more than a touchdown with Pittsburgh, I'm just going to take them. Uh, Pitt plus nine and a half. I think they could beat Notre Dame on the field, honestly. You going to sprinkle? I might sprinkle. I yeah, Commit to the people. Tell it's me. At, look me in my eyes right now. Tell me all right. you sprinkle. Pitt money line, three to one. <laughs> Pitt money line, three to one. Pitt's not that bad. Notre Dame's not that good. It's a road game. It's, you know, in in conference. And Pitt is a chaos team. Mm -hmm. Pitt is a team where a top five team goes to Pitt and they just lose because in, like, the dumbest way possible. No, I will say, to Pat Narduzzi's credit, the reason why those Michigan State football teams were so good is because Pat Narduzzi was the defensive coordinator. And he is in those big games fearless with dialing up blitzes. He loves creating fucking just like mayhem. And that was one of the funnest things to watch is like him just being like, fuck this. We're going to blitz like eight. (laughs) It's like literally if I were in control of like a Madden team where you could do the engage eight and I just literally blitz eight people. And (laughs) that's all he does. And I fucking love it because in college, more times than not, you're going to get to the fucking quarterback. And the quarterbacks in college, especially the Ian Books of the world, not ready to deal with eight people in their face. No, not at all. They will just chuck it up. Dude, and people forget, Pitt took uh, Clemson to the uh, to overtime the year that they beat Alabama. And that yep. was like in Pat Narduzzi's first or second year of coaching. Pitt upset um, – Clemson, I think the year Clemson won their first national title with Deshaun. Yeah. Pitt, Pitt is a chaos team. Pitt will fuck around and upset some people. So I like Pitt uh, plus the nine and a half and also on the money line. Pat Marusi, um, please come back and be our defensive coordinator. I'm also going to jump on Alabama with you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good pick. I th- I, I'm going to land with Alabama too. You're Alabama's gonna make, a wagon. You're gonna, Tennessee you're gonna, sucks. You're going to make me blush. They're going to they're gonna be uh, – you know, smoking those cigars in the stands in about the third quarter. Because that's, uh, that's the Alabama-Tennessee uh, thing. They smoke cigars in the stands. And, uh, yeah, Bama-Tennessee. Or uh, Bama minus 22, I guess it is. Over, under, and this is a real question. Over, under for this, Al- where is this game being played? Alabama or Tennessee? It's Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, it's in Tennessee. How many of the people who are led into the stands have COVID? <laughs> One third. 
One third? You think that's low? No, I think that's high. Just because, like, statistically speaking, like, that'd be a lot for, like, just Tennessee. Tennessee's up there in terms of cases. Yeah, that's true. And so I guess Alabama. Could, and also, if, like, you're thinking of just, like, IQ, just, like, strictly IQ. All right, we're I, not doing Southern people are stupid. I, I, I draw the line there. No, 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 no. The, it, I, that wasn't where I was going. <laughs> you're talking about going, the two schools? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, yes, but – Think about the, like, level of person that would have to, like, go to an event like that in the peak of all of this and also being a fan of those two schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you. I think there are a lot of good people on both sides of the Alabama-Tennessee game. (laughs) That's what I have to say. Um, Rivers Donald up, church. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! Um, <laughs> you got any? Uh, you got any other college plays? I do. I got two more. Mm. Mm-hmm. This next one is purely an aesthetic play. Okay. And also backed with a little bit of stats because your boy's not that dumb. There you go. Boise State at home minus seventeen against Utah State. Yeah. Hell yeah! Here we go. Love it. Utah State lost five starters or starters both on offense and defense. And Boise State has like a fucking stellar defense and they have a great offense or offensive line and a great running back. Yes. They're at home. Everybody knows you run faster on blue turf. Give me Boise State. Boise State brings back their quarterback, uh, Hank Bachmeyer, and uh, Utah State's quarterback, Jordan Love, as we know, is uh, currently residing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, just pissing Aaron Rodgers off to the limit. So healthy, Utah State healthy, will have a new a quarterback. A whole bunch of healthy scratches. <laughs> Utah State will have a new quarterback. Boise State has their quarterback back. And, uh, yeah, different team on the blue turf at night. Mm-hmm. Boise on the blue turf at night, damn near unbeatable. Dude, I'll tell you, they ran that Statue of Liberty play. Every time I see him at home, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) National title contenders. uh, Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. They've never been given a fair chance. They're really just (laughs) the best team in the the nation. I don't know. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, I think you can guess my last college football play i just for a second thought about betting on bo nicks and then i was like rivers wait a second <laughs> don't you fucking bet on bo nicks and so i'm not taking the over in Ole miss auburn um yeah, i would not either yeah actually i, I could i could low-key see Ole miss like running up the score against auburn and Ole miss just like this is like one of those dumb games that auburn loses like they lost a dumb one last week. You know, you know but like they win mo- or they lose multiple a season outside yeah. of the Cam Newton year. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton, obviously the best player in like college football that year. But like, I'm telling you, every year they have like one of those games where, you're, or like two or three of those games where you're just like, no, oh, yeah, you definitely shouldn't have lost. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yes, I've I've gone through the slate and I can one hundred percent tell you what your um, <laughs> last college football play is tell me you like minnesota plus three and a half at home against michigan oh you're goddamn right (laughs) yeah you do 
<laughs> Let the people know. All right. <laughs> there is no way. So the biggest reason why Michigan is relevant when it comes to college football is because every single year they have like just an unsurmountable amount of fucking people in the like media. And so they always, always are just like, oh, Michigan's going to be good. Michigan should be good. And they're just one of those fucking teams that's like always should be good and is never fucking good. Minnesota is a fucking good football team. PJ Minnesota Fleck, won 11 games last year. P.J. Fleck is a good fucking football coach. Very much, good. much better than Jim Harbaugh. And I have zero issue saying that. This is a P.J. Fleck special right here. This is a P.J. Fleck, nobody believes in us, S- Saturday night, under the lights, ABC, college game day, like Michigan, big brand name coming in, um, and P.J. Fleck is just going to play up. Nobody believes in us. We won 11 games last year, and we're still underdogs against Michigan, who, you know, we beat them last year. We can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um and nobody gives us our respect. This is a respect game for P.J. Fleck, and this is what he thrives on. Um, I love a lot of underdogs this week, and this is on the list. And if you don't mind, before we go um, to the pros, I'm adding Minnesota as well, plus Ooh. three and a half at home against Michigan. I like I'm, that. I'm truly fucking honored right now. Look, bro, I, I'm with you double time. You're betting on Alabama at home. Uh, you know, you're betting on Alabama. You're betting on, on Minnesota. I like betting on good teams. Hey, man, Minnesota's a good team. Give me those three and a half points. Their quarterback is bald, like shaved head bald. Looks like he's 40 years old, Tanner Morgan. And um, they may have, you know, one of the best receivers in college football. I thought, I thought you liked the Boise State pick as well. I did like the Boise State pick. I wouldn't bet Utah State, but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I got a lot of other places where my – where my where I'm going to be invested this weekend. Okay, so I told you I like a bunch of underdogs this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run through them. I like Indiana plus six and a half against Penn State. Indiana was a damn good team last year, and right. this line is suspiciously low. Suspiciously right. no, low. Remember we talked about this, and you were we like, did. "I lo- and you were like, I love Indiana," and I was like, "Dude." Fucking stay away, or you said you loved. You didn't understand why the line was that weird. Uh, it's and I, and it's I told smelly. and I and I told you, Indiana is like out of the Big Ten, one of the hardest teams to play at home. It's like going to play Pitt. It's just a dogfight. Yep, and they always have a quarterback who's like not good enough to be like a legitimate prospect, but just good enough to fuck up your fucking season. And his name is Michael Penix Jr. P E N I X. Penis. Phoenix. Penis. Phoenix. Phoenix Jr. Um, Penis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Another Big Ten home dog that I like. I like Purdue plus three and a half against Iowa. I think uh, Rondale, Moore, Rondale Moore is back. Purdue has the best player in the Big Ten. Yes, they do. Rondale Moore is back. I love Jeff Brom. I really believe in Jeff Brom. Rondale Moore was out all last year. Um, we don't really know who their quarterback's going to be, but I'm going to um, imagine that give Rondale Moore the ball a lot is in the game plan, and I like them as three-and-a-half-point home dogs against Iowa. I think they could get it done on the field as well. Iowa, 
was very disappointing to me last year. You usually expect Iowa to at least sort of like hang around when they play the bigger teams and give them a tough game. I bet on Iowa as like a six-point underdog, I feel like four times, and every time they get fucking blown out. And this is an away game, and it's the first game of the year, and I just think Jeff Brom gets the boys fired up. Rondale Moore balls out, and they play pretty well. I like Iowa State plus two and a half against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is like number four at this point, and uh, I believe they're five. I think Ohio State's four. Just a little too high for Oklahoma State. They haven't really shown us much of anything, and they've been off for like three weeks because they had COVID. I'm all in on Brocktober, Brock Purdy. Uh, Just led the Iowa State to an upset win over Oklahoma, and I think he can do the same damn thing against Oklahoma State. Give me Iowa State plus two and a half. I ask you plus two and a half. You're making a lot of picks this weekend, Okay, thank you. I – I've had a good week, so I got I got a lot of uh, kid wins one soccer bet and thinks his dick hangs to the floor. Try five, pal. Try five in a row. I gotta tell you, the amount of fucking cockiness that you're displaying right now really concerns me for your picks this weekend. Really concerns me. I don't want the people at home being misled. <laughs> That's all I'll go with so far. That's, that's, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. There, there are, um, for the first time this year, there is um, – I was just looking at some extra games. Um, there is, for the first time this year, three, like, late-night West Coast kickoffs now that we have the Mountain West back. And I really wanted to dip my toe in one of those. But, you know, that's always a last-second panic bet. So, to plan it out ahead of time would be – untruthful because that's your i just got my ass kicked in the fucking four o'clock and prime time mm-hmm. time slots and now i'm about to risk it all on byu minus 30 <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a good panic bet <laughs> i'm do, getting it all back without the pack 12 i don't know what to do well the mountain west is back finally um so we got like Air Force late night. We got San Jose State late night. We got BYU late night. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be wildly average, but I'll make it entertaining. But we'll be betting on it. Um, what do you have for the National Football League, pal? I got a bet that I don't like, but I like it. Okay. Because it fits the system, baby. Lay it on it. And it also fits me in a player that I have the utmost admiration for. Okay. I'm talking about my cousin, Joe Burrow, at home against the Cleveland Browns. I thought you might be. It's a home underdog. A majority of the money is on the Browns. I got faith in Joey B taking taking down the Browns and causing a whole lot of. I can see the, the the my dumb brain works like this though. I can see the sports center headline of Baker Mayfield losing to the Browns and like Joe Burrow getting a big win and it being like a gigantic thing that they get to talk about for like a couple of days. I see it too. 
Um, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever do that when you're thinking about gambling? Like, 100%. Think about, think about the, the headline the next day and you're like, no, yeah, that makes sense. 100% I do. 100% I do. Um, people are talking about the Browns like they're literally 0-6. They're 4-2. Their only two losses are to the Steelers and Ravens, who I think everybody thought was better than them anyways. I don't know why we're like just panicking and running to the TV to like scream about how fraudulent the Browns are. Um, I mean, like admittedly, the sky Baker, is not Baker, falling. Baker Mayfield isn't good. He's like, he's, he's not a good quarterback. He is injured. He has broken ribs. I mean, but like even last year when he didn't have broken ribs was not a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And he has like arguably two of the top, 20 wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, he does. And one of the best, like, tight ends in the NFL. Yeah. And, like, and maybe, two, and, and maybe two of the best running backs in the NFL. Chubb being out hurts that team a lot more than I think they would have anticipated. And I know they have Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb was, like, the heartbeat no, he, of that offense. No, dude, he's a beast. Yeah. Um, I am going to go ahead and look at your Detroit Lions. Don't I don't want to do this. Don't do this. I like the over fifty five in Lions Falcons. Thank God. I thought you were. Gonna I say think the Falcons stupid. defense stinks, and I think the Lions defense stinks, and I think the Lions offense is pretty good, and I think the Falcons offense is pretty good, and I know that I'm going to get at least two late touchdowns from the team that doesn't have the lead, which comes from behind to take the lead dramatically against the other team, which has definitely blown it. Um, So I think this game is going to be all over the place. I see points. I see really good receivers on both sides and defenses who can't stop them. So I am going to be taking the over 55 in Lions-Falcons. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching that game with a 10-foot pole. I want no part of it. Give it to me. My next one is uh, seems like a no-brainer to me. Okay. You got the Green Bay Packers minus four at the Houston Texans. And this is going to go against what I think because this is a home underdog. And I just – it's like – we bet on a home underdog the other day, which was the Buffalo Bills. So, like, I'm a little bit shaky on my system right now. <laughs> and the only reason that it was bad was because they were playing against, like, a fucking phenomenal team in the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers are head and shoulders better than Houston Texans. And it's like, that's, like, not up for debate. I'm with you on this. And you're getting them at minus four plus 100 odds. Yeah, you can literally get them at minus three and a half for uh, minus 110. Yeah, I mean, that's just a slam dunk, and it's not even, like, close for me. I'm with you on Packers minus three and a half, and not only am I with you, this is my lock of the week. Wow. The Packers last week will not play a game worse than that. And Aaron Rodgers this year has been on a roll. He's been carving up defenses. And 
He ran into a buzzsaw last week. Last week, that game meant a lot more to Tampa than it did to Green Bay. Um, the defense obviously came out super juiced for the Bucks, and they were getting after Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to protect Rodgers a lot better. They don't really have the like defensive weapons to worry about with the Texans. And um, as much as I love Deshaun, this Texans team seems like they are a fucking abject disaster. Uh, and this is this is a get right game. You got embarrassed on national TV last week, and now you're playing a bad team. And this is a game where you run it up you get right you You get get right right. baby exactly so give me the packers minus three and a half i'm right there with you lock of the week you want to know what my lock of the week is tell me i'm going to a sweet baby boy who has treated me so well this year okay give me justin herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers at home, minus seven and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars are maybe the worst team in the NFL. Like, worse than the New York Jets. The Lions handled them, and the Lions are terrible. Just to be, if we're going to be completely frank with one another. The Lions are awful. And I can't stand the fucking narrative that's being set in Detroit right now about like, no, we got an easy schedule. Like if we go four and six or five and six, like this is not, no, I have no desire to have these conversations. And you want to know why? Because I know for a fact that we are going to go like two and four, three and five in these next, like, you know, eight games. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers are a better team than the Detroit Lions. I don't. So give, I uh, I'm not sure I agree with that, but they're on the same tier. They and got the a Jacksonville better, Jaguars are not on that tier. They have a better coach and they have a better defense. That okay. makes them a better team. Hmm. They have a worse offense. I understand what you're saying. Give me the Chargers seven and a half at home. Okay. I talked about this on the last podcast, and I'm about to put my money where my mouth is. I am going to make myself the first ever Trevor Teaser. Mm. It's the Trevor Teaser, and it is going to be – who are the Jets playing? The Jets are playing the Bills. The Bills are minus Mm 10.5. It's a six-point teaser. We're taking the Bills minus four and a half and the Chargers minus one and a half to beat the Jags and the Jets. We are betting against the Jags and the Jets, and we're just doing a little teaser that neither one of those teams is going to come out and win the damn game. Uh, I think if we're being, if we remember correctly, I came up with the Trevor teaser. You might have come up with the name, but I'm putting it. Hey, hey, hey. I came up with the Trevor teaser. <laughs> I think you're trying to incept me into thinking that you came up with the Trevor teaser. No, no, no. When no, right no. now I'm putting together the first Trevor teaser. Yeah, no, no. You're, 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 yeah, you're fucking Christopher Columbusing it right now. I came up with it, and you're fucking putting your stamp on it. Oh, we got a real Leif Erikson over here, folks. Uh, uh, the Vikings uh, discovered the Americas well before Europeans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. 
Trevor Teaser, Bills minus four and a half, Chargers minus one and a half. Don't mind it. Don't mind it one bit. We got the battle of the short, fast uh, quarterbacks in my next bet here, Rivers. Ooh, okay. We got the Seattle Sa- or Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. This is another tough one. Is this the uh, primetime game? Yes. Yes, Sunday it is. Night. Okay, we're into the primetime games. We're into the home stretch, folks. This is an easy one for me. This is not an easy one for me. I'm going back to what I know, though. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half at home against the Seattle Seahawks. And I am also taking the Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half. Wow. Cardinals uh, showed some signs of life against the uh, Cowboys last week. Uh, mm-hmm. They showed that they weren't scared of, you know, playing on Monday Night Football. They um, they had, I believe, two losses in a row where they had not looked good. And they bounced back. And you know what? They figured some things out. They got right. And the Seahawks, let's be honest, they're due to lose one of these games. Yep. They should have lost to the Vikings. They should have lost to the Patriots. They are one of the last few undefeated teams left standing in the NFL, and they are not the best team in the NFL. Just They just happen to have the best record so far because they've found a way in these close games. And um, this game is going to mean a lot more to the Cardinals than it is to the Seahawks, just like last week with the Bucks and the Packers. Mm-hmm. And um, – I think this is going to be the Cardinals' chance to prove that they're real contenders. And I think Kyler Murray will wake up a little bit. He definitely gets up for bigger games. Yeah, he does. I like it. All right, so my final play of the week is just a dumb, dumb fan brain pick. But you know what? Sometimes you got to listen to the dumb side of yourself so you can keep moving forward. I am taking the under on Monday Night Football with the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams at 45.5 or 45. I don't mind it. These are two horrendous offenses <laughs> and two very good defenses. And that's it. That's all I got. I'm sorry. It's just a it's a dumb explanation, but I love it. The Bears defense is playing a lot harder now that Trubisky's not in the game. And this is going to sound like this is going to sound like I'm trying to explain away Mitch Trubisky's problems, but yes, Mitch Trubisky was a liability. No, Mitch Trubisky is not good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. All that is true. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Bears defense is playing more aggressive and they're like going for turnovers more because they know Nick Foles can like at least score a little. And, like, they don't have to play perfect, like, holding the other team to a goose egg like they did with Trubisky. Like, they can go for big plays and try to, you know, jump a route or force a fumble instead of making a sure tackle because they know that Foles can do a few things. Like beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And beat fucking Tom Brady again on Thursday night football, apparently. (laughs) 
this is disrespectful to the Bears to be giving them six points. I'm going to take the Bears. Um, I'm almost positive this is where it all comes crashing to an end. But um, you know what? It should have come crashing to an end a long time ago, and it hasn't yet. So I'm going to keep riding this train until the wheels fall off. Give me Big Dick Nick plus six at the L.A. Rams on Monday night football. The only reason, and I, I agree with most of what you said, it's going to be low scoring. The, the, the so you're only, getting the, almost a touchdown. The only reason I don't agree with it is because if I give one coach a chance to figure out the other one to get some stuff moving on offense, it's going to be Sean McVay. Probably. But Nick Foles just lucks into some shit sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. He lives a very charmed life, Nick Foles. He's, he's been blessed. <laughs> well, pal, it's been another week in the books. What's your uh, what's your lock of the week again? Chargers? Chargers. Okay. Minus seven and a half at home against the Jaguars. Yes, I'm with it. And mine is the Packers minus three and a half against Houston. Shall I run through it one more time for the people who want to spray the MF board? I'm just assuming that's a yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. The people don't need this much more of a buildup. I was waiting for a yes. Rivers has Syracuse plus 46 against Clemson. Kansas State minus 20 and a half versus Kansas. Pitt plus nine and a half versus Notre Dame. Pitt money line versus Notre Dame plus 295. Bama minus 22 against Tennessee. Minnesota plus three and a half against Michigan. Indiana plus six and a half against Penn State. Purdue plus three and a half against Iowa. Iowa State plus two and a half against Oklahoma State. Lions Falcons over 55. Packers minus three and a half against Houston. Bills Chargers teaser against the Jets and the Jags. Six point teaser. Arizona plus three and a half against the Seahawks. And Chicago plus six against the Rams. A 14 play card. Luke has Rutgers plus 13 and a half against Michigan State. Bama minus 21 and a half against Tennessee. Kentucky minus five against Mizzou. Boise minus 17 against Utah State. Minnesota uh, plus three and a half against Michigan. The Bengals plus three against the Browns. The Packers minus three and a half against Houston. The Chargers minus seven and a half against the Jags. The Cardinals plus three and a half against the Seahawks. And Chicago Los Angeles Rams under 45 on Monday night football. Luke, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As always, pal. Let's have a good weekend, folks. See you.